Alright, so this is the third of January. It's 9 30 at night. I'm in my car. About to start reading Genesis 7 through 9. It's been really good. It's been really, really awesome reading the word. Um man has it been awesome it has been wow so last night i ended with chapter six bugging about uh, how and just the hows of all the animals on the ark like how did you coexist with animals like with birds and with whales like where did the whales sleep like did they have water on the boat so that they could, like, not drown and die? Like, all the little tiny fish, the big fish, the medium-sized fish, the penguins, the walruses, the, you know, capybaras. Like, like where did all, how, how was this set up? How was this arrangement? It was, like, three decks, a lower, a second, and a third deck on top. Or, yeah, and it's just like, well, where did they sleep? Like, how did everybody sleep? Did Lord cause everybody to, like, go to sleep at one time? Like, I, I, I'm not, I don't understand. Like, I'm confused. Like, this is something I never thought about. And I've heard the story of Noah and the ark a bajillion times. And that's why we have to be careful that we don't get, you know, so familiar with certain things. Because people have said it before, and it's true. Every time you read the Bible... Every time you you can read the same scripture twelve times and get something different every time because it that's just how it works. So I'm just like blown away at this whole situation, like just with Noah and just how like they were basically like the first zoo. It was the first zoo on the boat, like on a boat, like y'all had to carry it. Like how did y'all? Where did the waste go? Like when y'all peed and pooped, where where? When the animals peed and pooped, where did this waste go? Like, how did this happen? Like, who was in charge of cleaning up the poop? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm literally blown away thinking about this. Because I'm like, this is things, these are things we don't think about. We just read the story and go on. Or we just overlook the Old Testament because it's, you know, boring or what have you. But it's like, man, this thing is alive. But, so, Yeah. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me, Genesis 7, in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, male and, uh uh, take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens also, male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. He didn't waste time. He didn't gripe and grumble and drag his feet and feel some type of way about what God said. He did it. Mm. Lesson now I need to learn a lesson from Noah. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters came upon the earth. This man was six hundred. Like bro, like we don't live that long on this on this side nowadays. Like you be 
lucky if you get somebody to 100. Our life expectancy is, what, 70-something? And as I said in a previous, um, a previous, was it yesterday or the other day when I was reading, talking to myself, as I, as I do, you know, if you read the Bible and you just read in succession, like if you read Genesis to Exodus, if you just go through, you'll see how the life expectancy dips down. Like certain chapters will tell you about this person and it says that they only live on, and they live such and such age. As you, as you go further in the Bible, you just see that the age just gets less and less. And that's just, that to me, that just blows my mind because it's like, God is saying, you know, y'all weren't meant to live forever. Y'all, like, y'all could have, but Adam and Eve sinned, so boom. So now, like, you're going to not live as long as you could have. And it's just, like, mind-blowing to see. Um, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened. And rain fell upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, I don't know how to pronounce it, Japheth, Japheth, I don't know. And Noah's wife, she don't have a name, that's interesting. It don't ever say like who his wife is, it's just like Noah's wife. And the three wives of his sons were with them, entered the ark, and they and every beast, according to its kind, and all the livestock, according to their kinds, and every creeping thing, y'all, every, every, Every creeping thing, like, every creeping thing, like, that blows my mind, like, how, Sway, like, y'all had to get ants, like, y'all had to, they had to go find, like, how do you, how do you get an ant, like, come on, ants, like, I need y'all to get on this boat now, like, how do you just pick two random ants, how do you know, how do you know, why, how do you know, see, you know what, this, this is, um, this, I can't, I just thought about this, how do you know which one is the male ant and which one is the female ant? How do you know to pick which ones to pick to bring on the boat? How do you know which ladybug is male or female? I'm sure there's a way to find out. I guess God just gave him that wisdom that he needed to find that. Like, he obviously, God did that for him. Because there's no way I'm going to just be able to look. I'm not going to look at an ant that hard and be like, oh, it's got a, you know, male part. Or it's got a female part. Like, I'm not looking. I don't know what they got. And Truthfully, I don't care. But that just blows my mind. Like, wait, like, how did y'all... Like, y'all had to get snakes? Like, how did you know which... Who, who was looking at a snake that hard and that long to try to figure out which one he... I don't... I don't... know. No. So, this is amazing. This blows my mind. They brought all the animals from the entire world, two by two, seven by seven. Seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate. And a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens. All seven pairs, wow, of each of, that's, that's, that blows my mind. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so I'm back at verse 14. So, and they and every beast according to its kind, and all the livestock according to their kinds, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And every bird according to its kind. Every winged creature. 15. They all. Mm -mm, they went into the ark with Noah. Two and two of all flesh. In which there was the breath of life. And those that entered. Male and female of all flesh. Went in as God commanded him. Wow. Everybody went in. 
It's God commanded. God said, this is what you're going to do. This is the male and female of this. Take these little things. Take this little animal that you ain't never heard of or seen before. And that just, that's crazy. That's, that's nuts. And the Lord shut him in. The flood continued 40 days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark. And it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth. And the ark floated on the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed, prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. And a cubit is what? Uh, 18 inches. Okay, so let's just say 18 inches. Okay. So 15 times 8 is what? With my math is bad. 320? Uh-uh. Yeah, 320. No. What am I doing? My math is horrible. 15. 15 times 4 is 60. So 60 and 60 is 120. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking 8 times 4 32. You know what? Okay, anyway. Yeah, so 120. Inches. I don't know. I don't think my math is right there, but okay. And all flesh died that moved on the earth. All flesh moved on the earth. All flesh died, excuse me, that moved on the earth. Birds, livestock, beasts, and all swarming creatures that swarm. Swarming, mus, mus, what do you call it? Mosquitoes? Musky, oh man. You had to, how you get the mosquitoes on the boat? Like, how did you get the praying mantises on the boat? Because I wouldn't be touching nobody's praying mantises. I'm not doing it. How did y'all get the... How did y'all get the the the, ra the rabbits and the capybaras? I keep saying capybaras. I like that word. It's like a real animal, y'all. Like from uh, if you ever watch Jimmy Neutron, then yes, yeah, definitely an actual animal, a capybara. Um, and all mankind was gone. He he snatched everybody's wig. Twenty two. Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those who were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. So the flood continued. The flood waters came 40 days and 40 nights. That's crazy. But the waters actually prevailed on the earth and 150 days altogether, if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. All right, chapter 8, the flood subsides. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. Okay? And God made a wind blow over the earth and the water subsided. Because wind, wind makes the water go down and carries the water on somewhere else. Ain't that something? The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed and the rain from the heavens was restrained and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month of the 17th day of the month, 150 days is what? 30 days? I don't know how the calendar worked back then. So I'm just going to say, we're just going to say five months. Just that's something we understand. Five months that the water was on the earth. My goodness. I, five whole months. Like that's, that's, that's a lot of time. 
Okay. The ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the 10th month. And the 10th month on the first day of the month, the mountain tops, were, the tops of the mountains were seen. Interesting. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the ark, the window of the ark that he had made, and sent forth the raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark. For the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. Like, can you imagine water covering the whole entire earth? Like, we've seen the flood waters on, you know, in states covering cities. But to imagine the whole entire earth, like, being filled with water and the earth wouldn't no smaller than it is now. Like, that's nuts. That just makes, that's just nuts you know I can't imagine um so Moses I mean so Noah put out his hand and took her and brought her into the ark with him he waited another seven days and again he set forth the dove out of the ark and the dove came back to him in the evening and behold in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf ah so that means that there is land there's you know there's there's land you can see land and you know i read something about even after disasters like the earth rebuilds itself you know like even with fires and things like that you know once the fire hits and consumes a place even though it's a tr deadly situation and it's horrible like the earth like gets a chance to rebirth itself it gets a chance to renew and just to start from scratch and build things more beautiful and and the vegetation comes back more beautiful and and more powerful and that just that blows my mind then he waited and okay so noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth because the dove brought him a freshly plucked olive leaf then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove and she did not return to him anymore in the 601st year in the first month the first day of the month the waters were dropped from the earth so noah still is 600 and something years old right now and noah removed the covering of the ark and looked and behold the face of the ground was dry in the second month on the 27th day of the month the earth had dried out then god said to noah go out from among from the ark you and your wife and your sons and your sons wives with you bring out with you every living thing that is with you all flesh birds and creeping uh -uh, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth that they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth i guess they wouldn't do too much bumping and grinding on the uh the boat because there won't no room for all that but now god is saying hey this is what i want y'all to do um so noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons wives with him every beast every creeping thing and every bird everything that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark ain't that something ain't that something every beast every creature every creeping thing every bird every everything that moves on the earth went out by families god set it up so that they went out by families god did that he they didn't know what they animals don't know what they're doing but god gave them that strength Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings to the altar. 
And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, he said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man. For the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And that's that it's the truth. It happens. that's what it is, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. Chapter nine. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them. Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth. Wow. And upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. The fear of you will be in the animals. Ain't that something? Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. Okay, so here's where... You've got now you getting into eating the animals and stuff like that. Because he says every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. He's not just giving them plants to eat and fruit and stuff like that. It's every living thing. I didn't realize that. Okay. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. Okay. But chapter 9 verse 4, you shall not eat flesh. With its life, that is, its blood. And for your life blood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast, I will require it. And from every man. From his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of a man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, shall by man shall his blood be shed. For God made me in his own image. Hmm. Hmm. But you shall not eat flesh with its life. You don't eat flesh with its blood. Which I guess means maybe you don't eat flesh. I don't know how to look that up too. But you shall not eat flesh with its life. That is, its blood. And for your life blood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast, I will require it. And, f and from man. From his fellow man, I will, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Basically, if you shed the blood of somebody, God said, I'm going to require that the... So, whoever sheds the blood of somebody by somebody else, your blood is going to be shed. If I kill somebody, then it, it's God going to see to it that my life is, is, is killed by somebody. And that's kind of how life works, isn't it? You live that life of killing folks and going around shooting folks and you don't give up that life or repent of it. And then you ultimately die by somebody shooting you. Live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing. And he's, Noah's telling him, listen, you will, and you, he... He said, you, be fruitful and multiply, increase greatly on the earth and multiply. And so God was just like, have all the sex you want to have, pretty much. And it's like, you know what? I think I can do that. Ha <laughs> ha. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, behold, he established his covenant with Noah and his offspring after him. And he says, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. It is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. And never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Not to say that it wouldn't be a flood, but not to destroy the whole entire earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between 
me and you and every living creature that is with you. Wow. He made a covenant with himself, Noah, and every living creature that was with Noah. And guess what that is? For all future generations, says the Lord, I have set my bow, rainbow, in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So the rainbow is a sign of God's covenant between him and the earth to not flood the earth again to man, to every living thing and everything. And we, and I'm guilty of this, we allow, have allowed the gay LGBTQIA plus community to hijack that sign, to hijack the rainbow as their symbol of their inclusiveness. They don't give a flying flip that God made the promise to not flood the earth again a covenant a covenant is a serious thing covenant is something that just can't be broken it's not just something that's just like ah whatever like people don't recognize that so they hijack the rainbow as their symbol and we let them and we're scared to wear rainbows on our shirt not in solidarity with the gay community but just because the rainbow is a sign that God promised not to flood the earth again. This is a covenant between him and us. And it has become defiled. And we have let them take it. And we're scared to wear rainbows on our shirts. Because oh God I don't want to be identified with the gay community. I don't want them to think nothing of me. No you stand up and you say. Because I, I got my shirt in my closet right now. That says God's. That, uh, I have a rainbow shirt. I got a shirt with a rainbow on it. Like a regular rainbow, it's got like it's a regular rainbow, and it's got like a cloud on either side, on either end of the rainbow, and it says God's promise, not gay pride. I got that shirt made. I did, and I barely wear it because the first day I wanted to wear it, I was scared out of my mind because I was scared. Oh, what if so? You know, scared that somebody's gonna see me and say, "Oh, what are you doing? Why you have that on?" And you know, "Oh, you must be gay." And it's like nobody probably would have even paid attention to me but because I was so self-conscious I was and it's like why are you afraid to wear something like that there's nothing wrong with wearing that shirt you say you want to be a bold soldier and stand out for Jesus and you're not even you're ashamed to wear a shirt that has a rainbow on it it tells people this is God's sign this is not a gay pride sign like you're scared to do that that shows me how much of a soldier for God I am actually it's very I, I'm not a good soldier at all because I'm afraid to stand. I'm afraid to to be counted. I'm afraid to 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 give you know. Hey, this is what I believe in, and so what if you don't like it? So what if you you know have some type of feeling about it? Like it doesn't matter. I'm gonna stand because I know this is right. You know, instead of being a punk, I need to be strong and I need to be unashamed. And you know what? Tomorrow is what Saturday. I, I'm gonna wear that shirt tomorrow. And I have to put, force myself to do it because I know that naturally I'm like, I want to hide. And I've learned to hide and I've learned to slither around and not really stand up and make a bold declaration of, yes, this is what I believe. And I'm going to stand on it and forget whoever doesn't like it, you know, because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want nobody to, you know, I don't want to stand out. I don't want anybody to pick on me. I don't want anybody to call me out because well, I don't know how to stand up for myself kind of thing. You know, okay, so when the boat, verse 16 in chapter 9, when the boat is in the clouds, 
I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God. And he said, when it's in the clouds, I'm going to see it. So this is what God, when we see the rainbow, God says, I see it. And I'm going to remember, oh, yes, this is the everlasting, everlasting covenant, covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. So that's not just between us and God. It's between God and us and every living creature, every ant, every capybara, every every horse, every uh, pig, every Lord have mercy, every rhino, every sperm whale, I mean, everything, just, why do I have to bring a sperm whale, I don't know, but yeah, this is the, God said to Noah, this is a sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh on the earth, period, like, that's crazy, like, that's nuts, that's crazy, Noah's descendants, the sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these, the people of the whole earth were dispersed. So they started the human race again, pretty much. I mean, because ultimately, we all did come from Adam, because they came from Adam. So, but yeah, they literally restarted the human race. Which is crazy. Noah began to be a man of the soil. And he planted a vineyard. Because God said in chapter what 8. That the ground would give up. It's, it, would, it would yield, it would yield um, itself to him. Because. Let's see. Let me go back to chapter 8. Because I believe that something said. That the ground would, would open up to him. Again. He said, I will never again curse the ground. Chapter 8, verse 21. When, when after Noah had um, offered the burnt offering. He said, I will never again curse the ground. Or dishonor the ground. Because of man. For the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. God was like, I'm not even finna waste my time cursing this ground. Because folk just gonna be ugly and nasty and show they tell from since they babies so i'm not even i'm not even doing it no more so the ground because remember the ground in was it chapters either yeah chapters four through six noah uh what's that man name cain the ground closed up for him because of him killing his brother abel yeah sorry to drink something okay so boom so chapter nine again go back to chapter nine the word is actually really good when you actually take the time to read it it's so much in it but we don't take the time to read it and we don't read it out loud we just kind of skim over it because i never remember anything by reading with my eyes like i thought i was a good reader with my eyes but i i find that i have to read stuff out loud and that way i'm like oh okay i get it Plus, when I read out loud, it doesn't seem like what I'm reading is, is as long as it is. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, it's about to get good. Chapter 9, verse 20. So, they talk about Noah's three sons, right? Um. So, chapter, verse 20. Noah began to be a man of the soil. So, he began to work with his hands and till the soil and plant and do whatever. And he planted a vineyard. So, a vineyard, we know, is grapes, right? So... 
he drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. Okay, so he was naked. And Ham, the father of Canaan, and that's interesting, it keeps bringing up Ham being the father of Canaan. We'll go on. Saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. So he just was like, hey, y'all come look at dad. Why are you telling that to your brothers? That's a little weird. Like, why are you not... Why wouldn't you immediately go to cover your father? Why would you be like, ha, 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 look at our dad's penis or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just... Whatever. I don't... That was too much, Jay. <laughs> oh, well, it's out now. So then Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it on both of their shoulders and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. They didn't even look at it. They didn't even... Because nakedness is now shameful because of what? Adam and Eve, chapters 1 through 3. They, it's, it's a shame now. Before they were naked, Adam and Eve were naked, and they were not ashamed. But sin comes, and now nakedness is a thing. Um, their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. Look at this. When Noah awoke from his wine, now he was drunk now, says the Bible. and But he knew. What his youngest son had done to him. What in the world? How did you know you was drunk, sir? You had a little too much to drink. But you knew God let him realize this is what your son did, sir. So he said, cursed be Canaan. Cursed be his son. Oh, how you gonna curse your son? A servant of servants shall Canaan be to his brothers. He also said, blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth and let him dwell in the tents of Shem and let Canaan be his servant. Like, how are you going to curse the son? Like, what in the world? But the Bible did say, does say that the sins of the fathers will be visited on the children. It's somewhere between the first five chapters. Or six chapters. I read it. The, the sins of the father will be visited on the sons. Let me look it up because... I'm about to look it up because I'm about to find it because I know I read it. Genesis. Uh -uh. I know I read it. I'm about to find it. But I know I've read it. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years and he died. Mm. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Yeah, so that is the word for today.